But hey, you guys having fun? We're having fun. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash spoutlore and become a Patreon and get exclusive. <laughs> you were so close that time. What do you mean? They're called Patreons. No, they're, no, they're called Patreons, Paul. How? <laughs> I'm just... We didn't make the Come website, Come on down dude. to patreon.com. Okay. Hey, you guys. <laughs> hey. Hi. Hey, are you enjoying the show? Hey, if you want to help support the show... Hey, guys... Oh my God! I'm <laughs> keep going, keep going. Hey, how's it going? If you want to support the show, hey, <laughs> are you having fun? Game for no reason. <laughs> if you're having fun, come on down to www.patreon.com/spelllore and become one of our patrons. You get lots of exclusive membership bonus stuff. Yeah! yeah. Wow! Did it? Wow! That was worth it. Wow. That was, awesome. that was great. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Hello. When last we left our heroes, the battle was joined in the Temple of the Moon. Broth and Ving squared off one-on-one. Wolf versus polar bear. Yep. Uh, well, no, first it was just a uh, fight fight mm. until Ving took on the form of a moonlit wolf man, uh, pinning Roth to the ground with his jaws and then using the Medjai's tooth knife to cut his own arm and Roth's chest and anchor tattoo, mashing his own spirit walker blood into Roth's uh, body. Yeah. Cutting his, his ties to like the spirits that he had been uh, enslaving. Mm hmm. And totally knowing what he was doing the entire time. <laughs> it was absolutely the perfect plan. Uh, meanwhile, Billy and Tuck in- enacted their own perfect plan in which they uh, pretended to fight the Medjai Irk <laughs> in an absolutely unbelievably effective stage battle <laughs> where there was a lot of oof, ah, <laughs> There was a, p- a period of time where we were just kind of bouncing up and down and like pushing our fists into the air like we were dancing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Billy was really overplaying the drama of the situation, which was the perfect distraction for his attempts to steal uh, the Medjai text on the altar. Hell yeah. Leaving an illusory copy in its place. Irk pretended to get knocked out. Billy went and freed uh, Maggie and Perel with the aid of Tacoma Dome. And then Perel was given the Medjai text to study in an attempt to discover what Roth's plan was and if there was a way to stop it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Maggie, Tuck, and Billy went and absolutely fucking wrecked house with a group of Medjai that had arrived. Tuck put his balls in some guy's face. Yeah, that guy got drenched in the trench, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> he got pinched in the gint. <laughs> you got one more in you. Uh, he got... Uh, Dicked in the dick. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Billy caught the attention of the mysterious sniper uh, chasing him up the stairs and finding... Uh, as he grabbed a piece of this individual's clothing, a pouch full of the magic crystals that oh, we yeah. had discovered in the past. Um, upon gathering this pouch, Billy was overcome with some sort of strong emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie and Billy continued the pursuit, Billy entering the, the fairy world briefly to attempt to catch up with this figure, who, because of a failure, looked Billy right in the eyes with goggles that seemed to be made of the same blue crystal, said, nice try, kid, and disappeared. That was fucked. Mm-hmm. Such a cool, like, uh, young Indiana Jones moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, back in the chamber, uh, Roth 
was overcome with uh, near uncontrollable transformations thanks to Ving's spirit walker powers. And somewhat, somewhat of a primal rage. Yeah, he began being filled with this animal rage as he swapped indiscriminately between forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ving realizing that because he is not a druid druid, uh, he is without a tell, which makes him unable to process kind of uh, spirit power in the same way, mm-hmm. which would eventually kill him. Uh, Ving's big move ended up being smashing the altar with Terry, Larry, and Chad totally. to stop the ritual, which released some wave of spiritual turbulence, uh, causing Roth to begin losing control of the shape-shifting powers, becoming a chimera before your very eyes. And the same thing happened to Ving as the elements began to take over his body. Mm-hmm. Something reached out to him. He reached back and his body was filled with the purest moonlight, healing him of his previous tolls that nature exacted from him in his manipulation of the elements. That's so cool. (laughs) And that is where we find ourselves now. Ving uh, emanating the light of the full moon. Roth writhing on the ground. Tuck is wearing sunglasses, looking directly at Vic. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, Billy's squinting his eyes, just getting a sunburn, basically, from how bright it is. Getting a sunburn from moonlight. That's how pale Billy is. <laughs> That's how pale I am. <laughs> um, and Perel and Maggie uh, are similarly just like mouth agape, staring at Ving and Roth has fallen to his knees shifting shape uh almost constantly roiling like a like a pot of stew oh yeah like his body changing constantly as he just stares at ving gross yeah it doesn't feel good for tuck sure. says tuck points it goes <laughs> gross <laughs> but ving you just look down roth is in agony he's definitely losing control mm-hmm. and he very likely is dying what do you do Ah, he's got all of the animal forms. Mm-hmm. Um, Ving goes up to him and he asks him and he tells him, he's like, I can, I can take this away from you. I can help you, but you have to give it to me willing. Uh, 2d6 plus charisma. Nine. Seven to nine. Hmm. What I'm basically offering him is to do what he did to me and stab all the different animals of the Chimera to remove them from his soul. Yeah. But it would take away him dying, but then also his ability to shapeshift. Mm-hmm. He looks up at you. His, his Chimeric form uh, calms momentarily as he seems to come to terms with some decision and uh, looks you in the eyes and says, I would rather die. It Ving smiles a little bit and turns around and walks away. Mm. I know that you guys wanted some information out of him. If you have a method that is not asking him politely. Ving turns around and thinking, and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Uh, you have moments before he. Can I try lightning in a bottle? Absolutely you can. Um, I go up to him and I hold his face in my hands. Um feel kind of bad for Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, very much consumed in his own uh, thirst for power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just, I hold his head between my hands and I watch his eyes. Yeah. And what do I see? Uh, you roll for it. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to do that. <laughs> a 10. Heck okay. yeah. So that means yes. that you can withdraw a memory and hold on to it indefinitely. So he kind of gives you the whole thing. Uh, you see a small boy that you determined to be Roth growing up on the streets of McCall. Oh no. Oh Oh, God. (laughs) Not more of this. (laughs) Seeing no empathy, (laughs) seeing the people in the city that have power and how they wield it and the, the life that he led and the ways that people could use their power to help people. And they decided not to, and a hardening over time as he grew up, he got mean, he got vicious and did what he could to fight against people that had power and chose to abuse it. You see him like being uh, welcomed and fed and clothed and trained by an elder Magi. It was that elder Magi, that guy who like tricked Ving into. Yeah. Yeah. Into, into entering the chamber. 
Then Mike. Oh, right. His name was Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, you, the, you know, the viewer would recognize him as the same man. Um, you see him rise through the ranks as a cold hearted and ambitious person. Um, more recently, I'd say within the last 10 years, uh, when he's like in his, uh, mid to late twenties, he is approached you, this image seems, or this memory seems very significant to him. He's approached by a kind of pale skinned older man, like wrinkles, kind of like jowly wearing a simple cloak and like a wide traveling hat and walking with a stick. And, um, he smiles very benevolently at Roth and he hands him a black coin with an eye carved in it. Whoa. And Roth's goals change from then on out and he pursues the collection of power, like the removal of power from people and the hoarding of it. And then you see events that are very familiar to you play out the fight in the lighthouse meeting Caroline and, uh, right up to now. Oh man. Um, I'm, I've obviously got Chamberlain's ring on, so yeah. Tuck and Ving can see this mm-hmm. play out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel really bad for Roth. I'd like to stay with him while he dies. It doesn't take long. I want to make it easy for him to go. How do you do that? I put Paul Sabotage right next to his head. Iron cork. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Billy wow. pushes the bottle away. <laughs> not, not right now. <laughs> Billy has a memory of old Bill taking care of Billy when he was sick. Um, and he would like brush his hair and rub his cheeks and all that stuff. And that's what Billy does for Roth. He like, oh, you know, okay. brushes Roth's hair, try to comfort him. That's mm-hmm. cute. I speak to all the animal forms. That's what Ving does. He calms all the animal forms using... Um, spirit tongue just mm-hmm. to to calm them down know that they don't need to fight against him uh and the animal spirits one by one go and roth passes from this world a man and um yeah what now who was that old man can i use my bardic lore um gods and their servants no no you can't histories no. Legends of Guitar what? Heroes past. No. He's none of these? Not that you know of. Can I just spout lore then? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> six. Aid. Yeah, go ahead and roll 2d6 plus bond. Holy shit. 11. You okay. should have spouted lore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Like you're racking your brain. This isn't even a recalling of information. This is a connecting of dots. Mm-hmm. That man must be a member of the Dark Guard. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that makes sense. So, you, how, can you describe him again? He was kind of pale, like he had, like he was, like you know, white skinned, um, old, jowly, jowly. Seemed kind of kind, kind of benevolent, and mm-hmm. was wearing a simple traveling cloak, plain clothes, a wide brimmed hat, and carrying a stick. And. Tuck remembers the song The Maiden and the Thief and that there was a character in it called the Gibbous Man and it explicitly says like the Gibbous Man was waiting there in the waning light of night. He told the thief quite peaceably he would not win this fight. <gasps> it's like that like kind of like benevolent manner like of like a this like eldritch uh, entity. Oh my goodness. And he's like he's he's kind of described as this wandering figure in the song even. Whoa. That's cool. Irk stumbles stumbles to his feet and walks forward and sees Roth lying on the ground and nods to himself. He wasn't going to stop. What would do him justice? How would he like his body return to the earth? In the past, you know, the Medjai that have, have died have, their final rites have always been of the elements. Burn him, bury him. Freeze him, sink him in the sea. Whatever's easiest. Well, let's cut him up and do all of those. <laughs> just to be respectful. All right, okay, here we go. Let's, maybe let's not. Let's just burn him. Let's go up to the top of the keep and build mm-hmm. a pyre. So you're going to take him to the top of the tower and just burn him? Mm-hmm. I think so. I feel like that's the best way mm-hmm. to kind of like send him off. Um, I'm going to search his body. 
Right, yeah, let's let's steal anything that he's got on him first. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and loot his corpse real quick. I, mean, I don't want to have those uh, coins with us, but he was given one. Oh, fuck, right. Does he have that coin that the Gibbous man gave him? Uh, he Yeah, he has it on him. Oh, shit. No. But he's just he's just carrying it with him. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take it, and yeah. I'll put it with the rest of my coins. Yep. I mean, I think the thing is, is that I think um, the Magi were kind of like ascetic. So he doesn't have a lot of possessions. Hmm. He's maybe got, you know, like some ornamentation in his hair. Oh, uh, what is it? It's like one and braid it into mine. I think it's, I think it's rings of different like uh, kinds of stone, cool. like different elemental pieces, but that's all he's really got. Okay. Or can I have these? Whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm done with this. This is, this is over for me. So I don't care what you do with them. Thanks for keeping your promise. I'm really hoping that it ends up being worth it. What will you do now? I don't know, sign on with a boat, see the world a little bit. Never really left my call, so this has been pretty exciting. But maybe I'll just take up fishing. I think I'm done with excitement for a while. And he kind of just awkwardly like waves like, well, <laughs> uh, see ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for Salute. the book. Hey, happy to help. Thanks for magically binding me towards it. Uh, no, hey, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for uh, casting a, some kind of uh, freaky fairy spell on me. Was a uh... no yeah. problem. Yeah, I don't really know how to say bye. People usually just leave, and then I wait for them. Um, I'll see Whoa. you another time. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'll I'll see you I'll see you another time. Uh, actually, hey, I never broke my promise. What happens now? Is our I think promise... I mean I have the book, so I'm good. Is it complete? I guess so. Nothing's going to happen to you. Oh. I don't really know what would happen if, if you didn't. So <laughs> oh, <would>. anyway. <laughs> Billy, he would have died. You, you, really? you made I, the promise. I would have died? <laughs> I don't remember these things, Tuck. <laughs> I, I live a busy life. <laughs> I'm uh, going to go. I'm going right. to go now. Bye. You're going to go alive. Thanks for holding your promise. Whatever. <laughs> See, See ya. at the pub. Yeah, maybe. Bye. 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 And his voice <laughs> carries up the <laughs> stairs and he's gone. Man, we're really weird when people leave. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, guys, Perel is here. I said in the third person. <laughs> hey, what's hey, up? Perel's here. Um, are there still people in this tower that want to kill us? I feel like they would have all gotten too scared by all the spirit stuff that was going on. Yeah. There's been a like, here of animals and elements i don't know cool let's go then let's get out of here yeah i pick up Roth's body so we can burn it okay is there anywhere can i discern realities just to see if there's maybe some legs around here like <laughs> oh, right norman's legs <laughs> <laughs> you're weirdly invested in this hey uh, he a man asked him for a favor <laughs> Uh, you is can there something really cool that I could we could give him as legs that would be you know obviously his legs aren't here uh, who knows you could discern realities and we'll say it's for the whole building okay great plus uh, wisdom nine nine could use a hand um, or a foot Billy will help and just by also searching yeah uh, uh, seven great Whoa. Okay. so I, I'm just like wandering through the halls just looking around, pretending I'm yeah. a lost kid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's odd. Everybody left, it seems. Whatever, the captain's council clearly wasn't here. Uh, mm-hmm. The Magi got them to leave, and the Magi that survived have escaped. Um, so they're in the wind. Um, some, perhaps literally at this point. It's like wandering around in middle school, like <laughs> mm-hmm. during summer vacation. <laughs> totally. Um, so you get three questions. Uh, what here is most like legs? <laughs> Useful to me. Uh Maybe there's like a exhibit, <laughs> like a dinosaur bone. Really funny. Oh yeah, we found these other legs. Some other beast's An legs. An anthropology room. Yeah, yeah, that's from the light guard days. I would say that there probably is like a um, an exhibit of sorts that is like stuff that the pirates have captured over time, like different captains having little displays. So. You do find like there are two displays that have like different wooden legs, like a peg leg and a more like articulated wooden leg. 
Um, you could return these to Norman for sure. You're not sure that his actual human physical legs are in this building anymore. That's fine. I'll take those legs. Okay, great. Uh, Ving takes some legs and you got two more questions. What's about to happen? You look out one of the windows, like one of the um, kind of arrow slit windows higher up and towards the town. And you can hear like clang, 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 clang. And it looks like maybe people are gathering to come see what was going on. Oh, it's clear that whatever disturbance was taking place here also affected the town somehow. Oh, shit. Plus, there's a huge fire on the roof. True. I bet word got out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. We should maybe slink away from here and pretend we weren't involved (laughs) in this. Let's skedaddle. Yeah. You got one more question if you want it. Uh, And there is like a tower full of stuff that you could pilfer if you chose to. Do we want to pilfer? Guys, how are you feeling? We'll just get the hell out of here. I feel like we can just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I. there's only one thing I want and it's not here, I guess. <laughs> what do you want? Revenge? The, yeah, revenge. Oh. Thank you, Bing. <laughs> I feel like no one understands me sometimes, but Bing, you always get me. You've got to have revenge eyebrows right now, Billy. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Um, yeah, so you can, there's time for you to just like, to slip out a side entrance. Okay. You've got Perel and Maggie. Uh, you kind of got to support them on the way out. Uh, Tuck is carrying Pearl like a little baby. He's got his arms uh, wrapped around your neck. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tuck, for carrying me out of here. That's okay. And then Tuck, there's like a scene where he like kicks open the front doors of the keep and then music swells behind him as he like (laughs) runs out of the burning keep with Uh Pearl. (laughs) At one point he lets go and Pearl's still just hanging there because he's holding on so tight. Yeah. And, uh, are you just like outside the keep, like in an alley or something? I think we're, we're, in, the we're in the bushes. We're in the bushes. We're back in the, bushes. Back in the bush. <laughs> and Norman's like, how to go? <laughs> we got your legs. Here's a, here's, we got you some legs. Oh, look at these things. And he starts uh, popping off his own legs and putting the new ones on. They're totally mismatched. Different heights and everything. He's just like, this is the nice thing anyone's ever done for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, man, you should see the effigy carved in stone in the keep. It's incredible. You were there. You always will have been. And he stands up out of the bush on his new legs. Just like, my life's work is done. Farewell. And he steps forward onto the shorter leg and falls right on his face. And does a, does a bobbing walk off towards the town. And then I turned to these guys. I was like, we might have actually just framed Norman for everything that happened in there. Oh, he's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't our our purpose from the beginning. Uh, And yeah, the question is, where to? Maggie is like, all right, let's get back to the Clearwater and then we can gather. What Clearwater? The Clearwater is gone. What? (laughs) Yeah. Caroline might have just sent it off or she might have sold it to the pirates council caroline but okay she betrayed us no no no. it was a fucked up situation do you guys want to explain it or should we cut forward 10 minutes yeah we do explain it to her though and that's what happened and maggie's got her head in her hands she's like a demon this whole time it seems like most of the time that somebody's bad a demon's involved even roth demon was he a demon? No, he just had a coin with him. But Caroline Kareen had one inside her body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like it was kind of mediating and stabilizing the demon inside of her. Because when she ended up coughing it up, the demon tried to go into Ving. Mm. And now it's in here, and he lifts up a half shirt he's been wearing (laughs) to reveal, like, the shards of white coin in his chest. Whoa! Does it look fucked up? Well, I don't know. It's kind of cold. You should probably cover that up a little bit. He puts the kimono back on. (laughs) It looks good on you. Thanks. I'm going to keep the kimono, then, so people don't see what the fuck's going on under here. I like that. (laughs) So where's, where's Kareen? Do we just leave her behind? No, uh, we left her at the at the clinic. Oh, she was Vertog. Okay, I think she's interested in picking up the thread and following it to where it's gone. Oh, all right. Shall we? I suppose. And 
you know, walk, walk, walk. Uh, there's a bunch of walk, there, walk, walk. Yeah. That's how you guys sound when you walk. Do <laughs> we do it in sequence. Walk, 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 yeah. walk, walk, walk. Uh, there's a bunch of commotion. Like every once in a while, people be like, oh, oh my God, did you hear what happened in the fort? As they like rush past you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to Vertog's clinic and Vertog is there. And so is Kareen. And uh, Maggie walks into the room ahead of all of you. Mm-hmm. And she enters the room that Kareen is resting in. And she just looks at her. Oh, uh, hi. And Kareen goes, hi. Oh, she doesn't remember her. And uh, Maggie just goes like, can we just have a second? Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll try and find a boat to hire. Okay. Yeah, I'll see you guys in a minute. We need a second. And he sits down in a chair. (laughs) (laughs) And they both look at Ving. I'll go. I'll get a boat. I'll help get a boat. You're right. I'm better on boats. Should we hire Oleander to take us the rest of the way? Oh, that'd be good. Is he at the Hound? Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Probably probably there. Yeah. Uh, So you guys go to the Hound? Yep. And um, you are walking towards the Hound. And uh, just as you're like, it's, it's a raucous place always especially with uh, whatever's been going on. There's a lot of excitement mm-hmm. and uh, you're going towards the door and you go to reach the door and there's a crash as a body is thrown through the window <laughs> next to the door and Captain Oleander Dreyfus hits the ground and gets up and goes, oh, hey, Oli, <laughs> what, what the fuck just happened? Uh, just, uh, just a normal disagreement between old friends. <laughs> How was your uh, infiltration? Yeah, went uh went okay, I would say. And then you hear in the back, clang, 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 clang. Fire burning. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was you. Cool. And you hear a, a yell from inside, Dreyfus, get back in here. We're not done. <laughs> and he's like, Crabs, just cool it. I'm with my friends, okay? We'll finish this later. Uh you want to come in and get a drink? No, we want you. We need a boat. Now. 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 Now now. Please. Um I mean, there's the matter of payment. Yeah. And I've got to resupply and I've got to pay my crew. Like I can't, we got to, what are, what are we looking at? Tomorrow morning? When's as soon as you can get it ready? Is it still night? I think it's like dawn-ish. Oh, uh, yeah. so tomorrow morning is in like an hour from now? <laughs> That'd uh, be great. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you, if you make it worth my while, I could probably pull some strings. I'm going to need a little bit of uh, a cashola to uh, grease some palms. You know what I mean? We don't have cashola. Yeah, we kind of lost all of our money. We gave it all away. I'll give you this light crystal. I think it's worth a lot. He squints one eye, holds it up to the light. It's sunstone. Is it really? Yeah, man. This is light crystal. I don't think this is sunstone. That's sunstone, dude. Oh, are you trying to lie to him? No, I think it's actually sunstone. We Why, have... Why'd you write light crystal and not sunstone? Because huh? we were kind of calling them maybe... The magic crystals also gave off light. Oh, so I think that's what this is. Okay. I mean, Ollie holds the the blue crystal up to the light and sees how it glimmers and is like, I could probably trick somebody into buying this. Oh, cool. Sick. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, I'll meet you outside in hour and a half. Yeah. All right. We'll meet you at your boat. Okay. I'll see you later. And uh, thanks, he, Ollie. He puts a foot on the windowsill and dives back into the hound. <laughs> the other the <laughs> other non broken window. <laughs> he smashes through it. <laughs> And uh, you leave him to his business. Uh, okay, so you've got like an hour and a half, two hours before you uh, go meet Ollie back at the dock and head out. Yeah. Anything that you want to take care of or do we just jump ahead? I want to talk to Perel and you guys, I guess, about those that pouch of crystals. Oh, yeah. Do you want to get a, a, a table at the hound while we yeah, hash this out? Yeah. Billy, I could use a snack. I... I could use a snack too. Oh, <laughs> thank you for thank you for always looking out for me. I, I'm just hungry myself, <laughs> like weirdly hungry. <laughs> Bing is like weirdly very hungry. Oh, yeah, weird. starving. Mm-hmm. You enter the hound. You see Ollie uh, is in a headlock, and uh, uh, some kind of big burly dwarf is just hammering him in the face over and over. Yikes. He waves at you and you continue on to your like, table. Negotiations are going good. <laughs> yeah. Man, that guy's got a lot of friends. Uh, and it is the usual motley assortment of uh, customers here at the Hound, people from all corners of the globe. Uh, and you just grab a table. Augustine is there, but um, he seems really busy. So he, you're not in his section tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
a who's the who's the server that's helping you today is it like a teenager i think yeah. it's someone who big, just started yeah. big lanky teenager <laughs> hi <laughs> yeah yeah welcome to the hound <laughs> thank you my name's gull i'm gonna be your server for tonight can i start you off with some drinks could i have a cup of water cup of whopper <laughs> sorry what'd you say cup of whatever whatever he said that's what i said <sighs> what else could i get a, a a roast pheasant uh yeah roast <laughs> f e z <laughs> okay uh sorry do you guys have clams clams um probably can i have one giant clam oh oh Okay, all right. I'll see you at eight. Clam. Uh, I'll take whatever clams you have left. <laughs> Remaining clams. <laughs> Billy just ordered all the clams. <laughs> okay, uh, so I got a cup of Whopper, a blasted pheasant, one big ram, and sundry clams. I'll be right back. Sounds great. Thank you. And he uh, he turns around and takes half a step before slamming full on into another guy and goes, sorry, and then spins around him and heads off into the kitchen. Because <laughs> having a wild night. <laughs> He's like probably 17 years old. Born uh, at the Hound. Yeah. <laughs> Born in one of the rooms above. Um, I... I asked you all here with me today. I don't know why I'm being so formal about it. Continue, my kind sir. <laughs> Just before you continue, Perel comes out of a door next to you and is like, they have karaoke here. <laughs> oh, oh that's cool. Did you guys already order? We did. We oh, did. It's okay. I got a, I got a lot of clams oh, coming. Perfect. That's what I was going to get anyways was yeah. a lot of clams. Cool. Um, I need to show you all this stuff that came off of that mysterious hmm. bandaged person. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That guy with that range weapon. Yeah. yeah. With the blue crystals. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I, I, I secretly from everyone else in case they want to steal it, I, I dump out some crystals to show you. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. These are the magic crystals, Billy. I thought so. Hmm. I put one in my mouth. Uh, it tastes like licking a battery. Mm. Spicy, hey? <laughs> I, put, I also put one in my mouth. It, your tongue is tingling for sure. Whoa. I was like, stop putting them in your mouths why i grab another one i put it in my mouth i I spit out like three of them (laughs) i take perel's hand and put it in my mouth (laughs) perel reaches into tuck's mouth and takes the crystals out (laughs) stop it stop it they all have a different flavor they They, do no yeah they do (laughs) well wait what do they taste (laughs) well and perel's holding one and is just like eat it eat it eat it eat it no (laughs) (laughs) oh wow they do was that asparagus? Huh. So this person just had a pouch of these? Yeah. I don't know what for, though. And this, okay, this is the other thing. When I was in the shadow world, the person saw me. They, it was like they, had, they were wearing these glasses, their goggles or whatever, and it was like made of the same stuff as this. Really? And they what? saw you? They saw me. How did you know they saw you? Because they said, nice try, kid. <gasps> Whoa. What? That shouldn't be possible. I know. It's really rude. There's no... How would they... People haven't done this since the Exodus. Like, this shouldn't be... I've, I haven't seen anything like this since my imprisonment. It's basically people that worked with magical materials to create advanced technology. So he's like an engineer, basically? Like, the D&D term is like artificer. Mm-hmm. Did, do you have to be like a wizard to be an artificer? No, you just have to know what you're doing. Hmm. But like the materials are so uncommon now that it's very unusual that someone would even have all of the materials they need to make stuff like this. Well, it seems like they are now missing a large portion of something very valuable to them. What, was, what do you remember about the, the weapon that they carried? Um, it was long and there was a button that they would press. It made like a little horn sound too. Yeah. Like a tiny rock came out of it. It came out really fast. A rock. Was it like a blade? No, it was like, oh. it was like pointy, like a rock. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's a tiny little pointy, flat, sharp edged rock. <laughs> and it made a, it made a noise. 
Yeah, like a little honk. Was that what that noise was? Yeah. Was them firing this weapon? I think so. Huh. Uh, yeah, you can roll something because he's basically like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to think about this. Someone else did. I fucked up the last spell lore. <laughs> okay, I'll do it because it comes from the Exodus so I can use my wisdom. Uh, yep. 2d6 plus wisdom. Eight. Nice. Perel says, you know, back in the day there were wizards or machinists that would use basically things like this, more refined, basically like magical, like thalmic batteries to power objects or machines. Uh, So maybe they figured out a way to use these crystals raw as they are to power whatever weapon they're using and also found a way to mill the crystals in a way that they can make lenses so then they can see into the other realms well i don't know i'd have to get a closer look at their goggles but maybe they maybe there's parts in there that allow them to see things that aren't visible to normal perception i'm gonna have to think about it but um and he like piles them back into the bag and cinches it tight and is just gives it back to Billy and he's like, keep those close and I'll take a look at them later, but don't let anybody get those. Okay. Okay, I've got the waiter scared the shit out of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of light crystals like fly in the air as I <laughs> jump. <laughs> I spilled my whopper. <laughs> yeah. He he says, I got a glass of water and he gives you a water of a, a glass of what looks to be chicken stock. Uh, he's like, got a uh, blasted pheasant. Gives you a burger. Uh, got uh, one big slam. And he gives you like um, giant T-bone steak, <laughs> a huge steak. And he gives remaining clams, and he gives Billy a, a plate of clams. Thank wow. you. Anything else I can get you? Can I have a fork? Oh, oh my! Yeah, I'm so sorry. Aww. I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. Can I have it now? Yes. Bing, what are you so, doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I feel really weird. <laughs> you can't be like this around serving staff. I just I just I'm I'm used to being a monster <laughs> physically, and now it feels like it's moving on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. Perel's like Bing. How are you feeling? You're and he like reaches out and grabs your hands, like holds your hands in his hands, and he's like, "Look, you're." Your hands? Your hands are so soft. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. Oh I moisturize. God. Oh my god! Thank you. All right, okay, okay. Your hands are pretty soft too. They're like brand new. No, they're not. Yeah, Ving is like he looks normal again. Mm-hmm. He looks like season one Ving now, right? Yeah, yeah. You look normal. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with normal. But how do you feel? Somebody's looking at me. Like, what are you looking at? Whoa. They just shrug at you. Well, all right, fine. I look at the bag of of crystals and I wonder, like, is it because of these? <laughs> hey, the other thing about these crystals is, it's like, like, it's like I can hear them, kind of like when Perel was evil and I could hear Perel. Whoa, what? what? Perel's eyes widen and he kind of scoots back a little bit. Goes, what? It's like it. Ta- they talk to me or something. What are they saying? Um, they said. I don't know, like secret stuff. Like Billy gets all embarrassed. He's like, I don't know. They were just saying like, maybe, maybe you didn't respect me or like care about me when I was in a bad mood. And, I, and at first I was like believing it. And then, uh, and then I realized like, I'm not thinking that like, these are telling me. Hmm. Okay. And then I, I pick up Billy and I give him a hug mm-hmm. and I was like, Billy, I trust you. I trust you, like, to hold on to these if you feel like you want to. I'm scared that they're making Ving mad. They're not. I'm sorry. I've been through a lot. Okay. I also trust you, Billy. I hope that helps. It does. And you're not going to try, like, steal them in the night to try to become a wizard again? No. No, I'm not. Okay. And I turn to Perel and I'm like, is it possible that there is, like, part of your evil aspect in these? Pilar or whatever he was called? I don't, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. But if these crystals are formed naturally the way they usually are, it means that they were formed hundreds of years ago, like normal crystals. So it'd be pretty amazing if Polar was able to influence them in any way. Okay. Well, let us know if it happens again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely talk to us if you can, 
if you can hear them again. Okay. Hmm. And okay. I've got <laughs> oh, forks. I'm Mary so sorry. Joseph. I bought, I brought forks and he dumps like 20 forks on the table. Hey, goal. Yeah. You're doing a great job. Thank, thank you. <laughs> that You're really, welcome. that really means a lot to me. You're I, a very good waiter. I can tell that you haven't been doing this very long. I haven't. My, my dad's on this place and they, uh, really wanted me to get a job, but I just want to be, I just want to paint, but I need to work to buy paint. Uh, and, um, <clears throat> my voice started doing this recently <laughs> and it's really stressing me out. It sounds cool. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never heard anyone sound like you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you need anything, just shout. And he, uh, trips over his own shoes and lands on his stomach <laughs> and uh, kind of belly crawls away. Um, so you guys can just, you know, unless there's anything else you want to take care of in the hound, you know, we can jump forward yeah. to the dock side. Um, and you are standing next to Captain Oleander Dreyfus's vessel. Okay, Billy filled a to-go bag with all the clam shells. <laughs> just, just, just the shells? shells? Yeah, because I ate the clams. And the seagulls are going nuts. <laughs> like, oh there's like God. 15 seagulls <laughs> flying above Billy. I'm trying to build a little like like shell castle. <laughs> I'm swatting the seagulls away like, stop it. <laughs> just wait till I'm done. <laughs> And they've picked Billy up a few times, so Tuck is like actively trying to get them out of there so that they don't steal his kit. Yeah. What's well, Vink? You drop him right now, Vink's telling you. <laughs> yeah. Make us! Make us! Make us! Uh, and uh, Ollie is got like, you know, bags of shit over his shoulders that he's throwing to um, currently nameless crewmen on board who are taking it below decks. And uh, Maggie and Kareen come walking down the, the, uh, the jetty. Green is walking slowly, definitely kind of limping a little bit. She's got a new traveling cloak on. It's thick and it's got like a f- big fur ruff around the collar. Mm. And Maggie has all her shit, uh, such as it is, which is not very much. She is she bought a coat too, but she doesn't have her weapons. She doesn't have much of anything. And they uh, stop next to you, and Maggie puts her hand on Kareen's shoulder and goes, "We've a." Uh, you know, smooth things over, so to speak, uh, got to know each other a little bit. And Kareen would like to, um, well, you can, and she gestures Kareen forward and she goes, I'd, uh, I think I'd really like to come with you if that's okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'd love to have you. Okay. I don't know how much use I'm going to be. Um, it's been a long time. We don't really have that much use. We just kind of get things done without a lot of use. So I bet you'll, Find your use. All right. Uh, well, thank you for everything. And she heads up on board. And Perel comes walking down the deck. He obviously went shopping a little bit uh, <laughs> before he came. He's got a he's got a sun hat on and uh, surprisingly practical clothing. What? Underneath Who that. is this? They, wow. They have like no finery for sale on this whole island. <laughs> I swear. It's like one big Markswork warehouse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it, I thought pirates were flashy. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. This is depressing. And he just goes up on board and Ollie hops down onto the jetty and he's like, all right, I think we're uh, pretty much loaded up, ready to go. All right. I leave my my shell castle for the seagulls. <laughs> and they immediately dive bomb it and <laughs> shells go everywhere. Um, yeah, what is the name of Ollie's ship? <laughs> I was just, I thought of a name and I was like, that is definitely the name of like a divorced uncle's boat. What? Uh, the Sunrunner. Oh, yeah. That's oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. So the boat's called the Sunrunner. Yeah. Cool. It's much smaller than the uh, Clearwater, but mm-hmm. it's fast as hell sick um this guy is is han solo in a lot of ways his mm-hmm. ship is kind of a piece of shit but it's got it where it counts mm-hmm. and it's so fast it's awesome there's like a big couch several big couches like all over the deck <laughs> so many couches yeah there's you go down couches. Yeah. you go down underneath and there's like a heavy bag for boxing <laughs> there's like a bunch of posters of scantily clad folks on the yeah. walls there's a pinball machine yeah Look at all those beer bottles. Yeah. They're like on a, a coat rack to make like a little tree. He's like, you know, I like to keep it a little festive, a little fun. It's nice. Yeah. Are those neon lights? <laughs> yeah, they are. It's worm glass. I got it in McCall. And he uh, taps it and it says uh, Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? That's cool. Pretty cool. Who's Bud? Oh, this is an old friend of mine. My old Bud. 
Nice. Yeah. Anyway, where are we going? I mean, I guess we're really going for the frozen north, but were we going to try Hibernia? I can't remember. Um. Okay. Ollie's spread out a chart mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, so we're here. And he puts his finger on the four frost islands and we got to go here. <clears throat> and he points to like... um a big peninsula in the north and he's like so this is where the thing that you're looking for is oh yeah that glacier mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay uh well <laughs> fun fact and he kind of drags his finger down to uh, a pretty solid rectangle <laughs> mm-hmm. that's like in between he's like this is the wall of fog we're gonna have to go through this if we want to get there shit have you ever done that before um yeah it's scary for sure uh, Sunrunner's pretty fast, so we've outrun a couple things. Didn't really get a good look at them. Glad we're as fast as we are, but um, it's going to be eventful if we got to go there. Is there any other route we could take? Yeah, we could technically go this way. And he like um, takes his finger up the coast to a bunch of like inlets and channels that seem to create uh, some kind of way around. He's like, but that's going to take way longer. Okay. Are you on any kind of time crunch? Kind of then it's probably the wall of fog all right wall of fog it is i mean i figured we'd probably be heading towards it yeah uh do you guys have uh like cold weather clothing because it's gonna get fucking cold billy looks down at himself tuck's got a (laughs) komodo yeah i'm all i'm good i'll uh i'll see what i have we'll figure out something okay whatever man just use a lot of blankets I uh, got a bunch of old fleece blankets in a pile. You can use yeah, those. Yeah, Billy's already like rifling through the blankets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this will fit. This will fit. This will fit. This will fit. Oh my God. <laughs> These blankets my are perfect just my size. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess, I mean, I we could do Undertake a Perilous Journey. Yep. Okay. So someone is going to roll uh, Scout Ahead and someone is going to roll Undertake a Perilous Journey. <laughs> are you okay, Ving? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm totally normal, just like everyone else. Normal, normal thing. Glad to not be having everyone's eyes on me. He's like a, 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 a reality uh, a TV star who went into an alternate universe while he wasn't on a reality TV show, and now he's like kind of like being like, oh, I kind of liked everyone thinking I was a freak. I'm going to say Ving's maybe a little too overcome with his new change to take part in any of these roles. <laughs> no, I'll do the role. I'll scout ahead or whatever. Okay. So yeah, you can roll scout ahead. It's uh, and someone's going to have to roll um, navigate. I'll do them both. Uh, no, okay. just do the one. You're just going to do the one. I'll, uh, I, I mean, I shouldn't help now. Na- I don't know what I'm doing. I'll navigate. Navig- We're going North. I know the way. Oh, oh right. Point. Yeah. And Billy, you scout most. Th- sure. Best. Yeah. I scout really well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes. So scout is 2d6 plus wisdom and navigate is 2d6 plus intelligence. Shit. Nice. I got five. Plus wisdom seven. Shit. Uh, okay. So on a seven to nine for scout ahead, choose one from the list below. You get the drop on whatever lies ahead. You discern a beneficial aspect of the terrain, a shortcut, shelter, or tactical advantage. You make a capital D discovery. You notice sign of a nearby capital D danger. I think a discovery would be fun. Okay, so you set sail and you are, um, the sky's gray. It's cold. It's snowing, Mm -hmm. you know, like usual. Um, And a few hours pass. Ollie is at the wheel of the Sunrunner. Uh, what's everybody just doing while they're hanging out? Um, Billy is like burritoed up in some of the blankets mm-hmm. and <laughs> he's just on like chilling on one of the couches up on the deck mm-hmm. watching out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You're reading one of the Maxim magazines. Uh-huh. Yeah. Looking at a lot of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Not really understanding what he's looking at completely. Yeah. So many times we have like taken the magazines away from Billy, but he finds more somehow. Yeah. I always find them. And Ollie's like, hey, it's not, it's just Maxim. There's no nipples. It's okay. And what they don't know is Billy's just looking at the food ad. Yeah. <laughs> I love the full out. Wow. We t- hey, oh, it's, it's just, just spaghetti. A hot dog. Yeah. It's just a hot dog that gets longer and longer. It's wow. an ad for the hot dog festival that happened two <laughs> yeah. years ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, what, what are Tuck and Ving up to? Um, Tuck had actually pulled Ving aside to like check in on him because he's been kind of off since he like 
became a Christ-like figure in the chamber <laughs> of the moon or whatever. Uh-huh. What of it? It's like, dude, I mean, like, you you went through, like, a huge transformation. You look totally different. Yeah. And you've been acting, like, kind of upset, I guess, by it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I lost myself a little bit. I really got tucked into feeling like a freak, I guess. Like you liked it? I don't know if I liked it, but I I knew why I was what, what I was. But right now, I don't know what I am. Right. It was like all of your scars was... I accepted all of those... Uh, I accepted paying nature's price so many times over, and I knew why I was doing it. I don't know why I am like I am or what I am right now. I'm glowing. Like, turn the light off. Close the door. I I turn the light off and close the door. I look like a gin and tonic at a nightclub. (laughs) (laughs) This is fucked up. Thing is glowing. Yeah. It's weird. Give me the knife. Okay. And I hand, the fuck is the knife? Cut to Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's using the the knife to cut out the food ads from the magazine, and he's making a little like <laughs> like a dinner a little, plate, little yeah. collage, <laughs> oh. like a vision board. Yeah, oh, of dinner. Oh. When I get to a hotel or a restaurant, this is what I'm gonna eat, <laughs> and that is gonna be spaghetti and meatballs, and I, also this protein shake. <laughs> And this egg. <laughs> it's not even a cooked egg. It's just an egg in the shell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an article cut in the shape of an egg. And then look, for, for dessert, a bunch of chicken drumsticks and ice cream drumsticks. Yum. And there's two random sailors watching this happen. <laughs> yeah. And they're both, uh, we, got a, we got a skinny guy, fat guy configuration. And they're both like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Doesn't it? Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me too. Let's talk about those drumsticks more. Well, they're really crispy, and no, the ice cream ones. The ice cream ones. Ice cream ones. Yeah, they're crispy too. (laughs) They're crispy because look at it. It has a chocolate shell on it, and then you can add coconut sprinkles on top. Damn. And then when you're thirsty, you drink this chocolate milk. Kid, you are out of your mind. I know, I know. But then you go really crazy, and you add the ox blood and they both look at each other and go oh (laughs) can you imagine i can't even imagine it's been like six months since i've been to a restaurant like that and then you can get some clams oh i I just pull out some clams from clam shells from my pocket whoa the shells okay and then cut forward another 10 minutes and there's a group of 10 guys <laughs> just watching Billy describe food. Yeah. 25 seagulls yeah. circling above him. And think about it like this when you add them all up in a sandwich form, how quickly you can eat it. But also the many levels of flavors that you can combine. Oh my God, kid. You're a fucking genius. Thank this you. Is the greatest meal I've ever served. <laughs> And uh, we got we cut back skinny guy, fat guy are in the crowd, and uh, fat guy grabs skinny guy by the front of the shirt and points at his face and goes, "One day, Teddy, we're gonna go to a restaurant just like that, <laughs> just like that, man." He's like, "You mean it?" It's like, "I mean it." And they both hug each other and they're sobbing. <laughs> uh, and then we cut back downstairs, <laughs> and then yeah, Tuck's just patting his pockets. He's like, "I think Billy took the knife." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy must have it. Anyways, it I don't I don't know. Uh, thanks for checking it. Look, dude, I understand that, like, your scars and, like, the the way that you kind of, like, paid for your powers was, like, a big part of, like, your identity and how you thought about yourself. Well, so everybody saw me. I mean, it's not how Billy and I saw you. No? We saw what was in here. Any points? <laughs> <laughs> he he he, po- he points at at Vig's chest, but he resists the urge to point at his crotch. <laughs> you can see his hand shaking. <laughs> and he grabs his wrist with like the other hand to stabilize it. Vig grabs his hands and starts like 
pulling it down to his dick. <laughs> Don't you dare do this! <laughs> <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Points him in the, pokes him in the dick. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Look, the fact that you don't hold the scars anymore doesn't change the sacrifices that you've made in the past. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you don't have them anymore doesn't change how Billy and I see you. You're still the same guy. You're still my wife. Kind of. <laughs> You're still the man I married. Kind of. <laughs> Billy's still the son that we squeezed out of our butts or whatever. Did you guys hear that? What? It's the sound of a thousand shippers crying out in elation. <laughs> <laughs> Calling being his wife. <laughs> we did it! We did it, everybody! Just touched his dick! <laughs> um... Tuck is like, okay, look, uh, I wanted to check in to make sure you were okay. Uh, like also physically, like that you weren't like dying or anything. I don't know. I do feel different. I'm hungry all the time. Okay. I have to tell you something uh-huh. kind of fucked up. Okay. Uh, that happened before we left McCall. Yeah. Um, I talked to Ama at the party to try and get him to like look at me and see what I was again. And he couldn't see anything, but he tried to look into my future and uh, he gave me a prophecy that I was going to die. What do you mean? He said, it will end for you beneath a burning tree and the last thing you say will be a lie. Tucky, you're not going to die. You're too strong. You can't die. Look, dude, we don't talk about it, but we always knew that I was going to go first. You're an elf. Billy's forever, but I'm going to go first. So I have to know when I go that you've got Billy. Well, I, I will always be there for him and I will always be there for you even if you're not there. Vink's crying. Tuck is trying not to cry. Bob, I just let it out, man. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> Billy's up there talking about drumsticks and shit. <laughs> I can hear him. <laughs> he's talking he's, so loud. He's basically immediately <laughs> above us. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to talk loud because there's a, a group of 20 now. <laughs> <laughs> this boat is not that big, there's but another, somehow there's 20 people. Another boat is, is pulled up alongside. <laughs> there, there's guys climbed up into the rigging. Oh my God. <laughs> a meal fit for a king. <laughs> Do you like the idea that Billy's become an orator of food? Uh-huh. Uh. Uh, and I, I go, also, there's another thing. You know how, like, Billy forgets stuff? Mm-hmm. I think eventually he probably will forget me. And I want you to make me a promise that when he forgets me, you'll let him forget me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's really sad. Because he has to. He's too little. That's a lot of feelings. It's a lot of stuff he has to not remember. Eventually, he has to forget me. Tucky doesn't have to forget you while I'm still around. Those feelings are okay for him to have. And he needs to know that too. He can forget in his own time, but he won't forget you while I'm still around. Okay, how about this? Just tell him stories about me. Not not that I was his dad. Not that I was I traveled with you guys. But just tell him the stories of what we did together. I can do that. It'll be very hard. I guess that's That's your scar to carry, man. It's your price to pay. 
Fuck. Brutal. We cut back up top. Uh, Billy, the crowd is dispersed. Um, you're just dreaming about the big sandwich that you thought of. <laughs> I'm just dreaming about the sandwich? Yeah. Well, you're thinking about the sandwich, oh, yeah. daydreaming, as you're looking with your binoculars out into the misty day. You've been traveling for hours and hours now. Uh, the sun is high in the sky, but it's still just as gray as it's been since you set sail. Uh, except in the distance, now, just over the horizon, you see smoke. I uh, wander up to Oleander. Hey, kid, what's going on? There's some smoke up ahead. Oh, what? Yeah, take a look. Uh, he reaches down and pulls out an actual spyglass. He sees you holding your hands up to him and goes, <laughs> okay. And he grabs the spyglass <laughs> that he has and he unfurls it and he puts it up to his eye and goes, oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of smoke. Where is it coming from? And he looks closer as the, sh- the ship sails a little bit closer and he goes, I think it's a village. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see buildings. Oh, no. Are we near a place? Uh, he looks at uh, the chart that he keeps next to the wheel, and he points at an island that has no name. Okay. But he's like, yeah, I guess it's not named on the map, but I guess people live out here. Um, maybe go get uh, the other two. Um, okay, I, I, I've got the blanket. I, I, I get out of the blanket. I'm too burritoed up. <laughs> <laughs> and this is an emergency. <laughs> Okay, so I, I go downstairs to where Tuck and Ving are. Hey. Hey, why are you crying? We're n- what? not. What are you talking you're about? You're crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. No, there's, cat, you. there's cats down here or something. <clears throat> really? Okay, well, later tell me where the cat went. <laughs> okay. There, so I came to tell you that there, I saw some smoke, and it looks like there's a village burning. We're oh. near land. Oh fuck! What? We might we might have to stop and 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 look at it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Maggie is <laughs> sorry when you <laughs> that go. Was the worst. No, that's no. perfect. That's exactly what a kid would say. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Okay. Do it again. I think Oleander wants to take a stop there. Oh sh- Okay. That's yeah. bad. Also. <laughs> what? What? No, that makes sense. <laughs> what? Do it, do it again. One I more don't time. Know this is how many times Billy has said it. Yeah. <laughs> Try it one more time, buddy. No. We believe in you. No. Just, I don't want to say it anymore. What don't you want to say? I don't want to say that we have to take a look at the burning village because it feels stupid. <laughs> so come up when you want to. Uh, and you go back above deck and Oleander is standing right there with Maggie and he looks at the three of you and ha- says, uh, we have to take a look at the burning village. <laughs> uh, See? <laughs> and he goes, uh, you know, out here, it's always good to stop and look for salvage. You know, sounds a little cold hearted, but if there's anything there we can use, we should grab it. Yeah, man, we're totally down with grave robbing. Oh, sick. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we're going to go rob some graves. And if there are people there that need help, we can help them too. Uh, So you get closer to the village and it is like a piece of shit rock, basically, with like some grass, but uh, mostly just a small collection of really shabby buildings with like a crappy jetty and some boats. Uh, Nothing is actively like on fire on fire, but there's a lot of smoldering. Looks like the snow has gone a long way to putting stuff out, but some of the buildings look like they're caved in, uh, and you see lumps, even from this distance, that look like bodies. Under Um, snow? Fuck. Yeah, under like a layer of snow. And Ollie uh, drops anchor and is like, all right, who's, uh, you guys want to come? Oh, yeah. I'll maybe hang back with Billy. Sure. Okay. Uh, Maggie goes, "I'll, I'll come with you. And Corrine's like, yeah, I'll come too. And Perella's like, ah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, t- I go, Billy, Billy, show me this feast that you made. Okay. It's a lot. So get ready. <laughs> There's 44 courses. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all a sandwich. So we start at the bottom here. <laughs> Course one, bread. <laughs> and Tuck is kind of just trying to distract Billy from like whatever fucked up thing is going on, just in case it's too fucked up. Yeah, totally. Uh, so Ving, you hop in a little boat and they row ashore and you step foot on this rock in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You see what I described just a little bit closer. 
There are buildings, most of them are destroyed, some of them are smoldering, and it seems like there are bodies of some fashion under oh, the no. snow. Everybody's dead? Uh, no one's alive that you can see. Hmm. Discern realities. All right, 2d6 plus wisdom. Nine. Perfect, you get one question. What here is useful to me? Um, what happened here recently? There we go. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were here to rob some graves, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, every, like Ollie, uh, Maggie and Kareen start like picking around Ollie, like nudges, um, a body with his foot and goes, fuck, what happened here? And, um, there are, uh, several human bodies, uh, some holding weapons, um, mostly men and women of like adult age, uh, but not as many as the buildings would suggest, which makes you think that either some people were taken or, uh, some people escaped. But a couple of the other bodies uh, strike you as extremely unusual. Uh, there's one that is much larger than the human bodies, uh, co- also covered in a layer of snow, and another that is smaller but of a very strange shape. Hmm. Well, we check them out. Yeah. So you um, go and you wipe the snow off, and it is uh, a leopard seal. Hmm. And you wipe the snow off the other one. And it's a sea lion. And they have both died in a fight, it looks like. What the heck? Didn't you have a vision of this? No. Did I? Um, what? You had a vision a while ago of jaws and dark eyes uh, and... The wall of fog. Yeah, the wall of fog. Oh, shit, about the thing that travels in the fog. Wait, so are there any humans? Yeah, there's a, there are humans, okay. but it looks like they died fighting animals sea, sea mammals yeah is there tracks can i see tracks uh you can see some tracks there are boots here and there you're looking at the tracks and you see a combination of uh human and sea mammal tracks uh and then you're tracking one particular group of people that looked like they were just torn apart and the way that you're like able to track the movement and how things went down it looks like one particularly large animal was responsible for this whole group of people and as you're following the tracks back to the ocean they transition from huge flippers to large human footprints whoa Mm. billy and tuck from the boat uh, in the distance you hear horns and that's where we're gonna end it for this week oh god Whoa. I've been your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Take care. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Bye, everyone. Uh, thank you, as always, to Aaron Reed for our incredible intro and outro music. Uh, thank you to all of our amazing Patreon supporters around the world. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash speltlore or at speltlore.com slash money, please. Uh, and you can find us on the internet at speltlore most places. Thank you to all of you for listening. We'll see you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you And for you, I'd gladly spout more.